What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Tomatolito Boxing Show. I'm Heck Halley. Thank you once again for tuning in. Thank you once again for downloading uh, the episodes, for helping me continue in growing this uh, this this adventure, this uh, this boxing show, uh, this podcast, and um, and for tuning in. I love it. Thank you for letting me accompany you for a few minutes at a time. And uh, and I want to talk about a fight that took place um, this past Saturday. And uh, and it was a fight that, hands down, should be the fight of the year. There's been some great fights this year. Some amazing fights. Especially big name headlining events. 2023 has been one of the best years of boxing in my... Uh, from 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 my recent memory and uh, even distant memory. The one year I associate it with is with 2007, where it was a year where we had the who's who of boxing active. A year where we had Mayweather De La Hoya, a year where we had uh, Juan Diaz active, and we had Juan Manuel Marquez and Eric Morales, Marco Antonio Barrera, Bernard Hopkins, Pavlik, uh, Joe Calzaghe, a year that was as active as any any other, more so than any other year. 2007 stood out for me, has always stood out for me. And 2023, to me, has panned out to be one of the better boxing years of, um, of that come to mind. And a fight that happened while Devin Haney was out fighting with Regis Progray out in the Bay, out in Northern California. In Southern Florida, we had a fight with Robesi Ramirez, El Tren, Robesi Ramirez, putting his title on the line, his 126-pound title. His WBA strap on the line against a lesser-known opponent, a fight, and at least from my opinion and from my knowledge, I had no idea who Rafael Espinosa was. I had not seen any of his previous fights. I had no idea who he was. So when I watched the fight, I saw a young Mexican fighter getting the opportunity of a lifetime but a matchmaking as as it relates to matchmaking when I saw this of course it comes to mind I'm, I'm trying to pick the words carefully because I don't want to discard who Rafael Espinosa was leading into the fight and well, obviously, look at who he is now, who he became, because he's the champ. He dethroned Robesi Ramirez, and he dethroned him in crazy fashion. But I had no idea who he was before this as a top contender or so forth. I mean, we look at, uh, at Abraham Nova, and we look at the Welsh fighters and Venado Lopez, and so... That's where my head has been as far as 126. And of course, everything's been leading to Robesi Ramirez and Venado Lopez uh, unifying. So this was, to me, a fight that was executed by the matchmakers as a good, solid opponent with a good record. That would be a good, stay-busy fight for Robesi Ramirez. So he could close out the year in good fashion, in strong fashion. 
and then began the negotiations with a unification bout against Venado Lopez. A fight that I would favor Robesi Ramirez in, him against Lopez. But the spoiler took place. The wrench, he encountered the wrench on the road. The obstacle named Rafael Espinosa, who dethrones Robesi Ramirez. And this is hands down a fight of the year. The other fight that I thought was one of the best tactical chess match type of a fight that I've witnessed this year was Lamont Roach against Hector Garcia at 130 pounds, just one division north of this one. Last year, uh, Gallo Estrada Chocolatito, another one. Those are the chess type matches. Frank Martin, Michelle Rivera was supposed to be that. And Frank Martin just one-sided. So there's been fights like that, that it's, they're just so tactical. And then one outshines the other. Or all heart type fights, like the Oscar Valdez Navarrete, which is kind of where this one became. This one, this one took that route. It started being uh, a dominant performance. By Robesi Ramirez, a Robesi Ramirez who was looking like he was going to end up with the win and dominating uh, Espinosa, especially with his power. But who would have given a second thought that a Mexican fighter would just leave it all out in the ring, all heart, all spirit, and one hell of a chin on behalf of Espinosa. And once again, this is what people refer to when they talk about the Mexican style. This is it. This is the Gotti warrior spirit. This is the Chavez. This is the Juan Manuel Marquez, the Morales Barrera. This performance that he put on was exactly that. He gutted out. He stuck with it. He found a way. Drops Robesi Ramirez down the stretch, down the final stretch. And ends up doing enough to take the title from him. It was an amazing, amazing performance that he put on, that both of them put on. And in my opinion, this should be fight of the year. What did you think about this fight? What do you think about Rafael Espinosa? Should Robesi Ramirez have retained his title? Did he do enough? I think the decision was right. And I think the ugly side of boxing came out in everybody's minds. And as I was on social media and the Haney fight was ending and I'm switching back and forth, then I got a chance to rewatch the fight. I think the decision was right. But the ugly feeling that you get inside of, dang, we're about to see a robbery. A Cuban fighter in Southern Florida who's on the up, on the up and up of his career against a lesser known fighter who just went toe to toe with him. Espinosa's about to get robbed is what came to mind. And I have several buddies that ended up texting back and forth with me telling me Espinosa's about to get robbed. Because of the same reasons and factors I just I just stated. 
This was a huge win for the sport of boxing. This was a huge victory for the sport of boxing. A huge cleansing moment for the sport of boxing. Success for the sport of boxing and the judges. Because they got it right. In my opinion, they got it right. And we need to see a rematch. This should be the fight of the year. Crazy that it happened at the end of the year. And not to discard any and all of the great, amazing fights that we've seen earlier this year. But we find ourselves in December, wrapping up 2023. And this was one of those sleeper fights that ended up garnering the attention of the crowd that witnessed the fight live, the attention of the crowd that witnessed the fight via their homes, via their televisions at home, and had people not just standing out of excitement. Those that were present at the arena, but had people standing in their homes because of the back and forth and the type of fight this was. And if you missed it, please go back and watch it. You owe it to yourself. While Devin Haney's putting on a one-sided performance on the West Coast, this fight was taking place in Pembroke Pines in Florida that was a masterful, masterful performance by Devin Haney out on the bay. And we had a war in Southern Florida between Ramirez and, and Espinosa. The scores ended up being Efren Lebron had it a draw, 113-113, understandably so. Because it was that type of fight, that close. Benoit Roussel. 114-112 and Steve Weisfeld 115-111 Espinosa got a majority decision win Hans Robesi Ramirez a loss the second loss of his career the first loss that Robesi got was against Adan Gonzalez and that was in his debut from there, he's been dismantling any and all opposition, and he ran into his match. He didn't run into, this isn't him getting a flat tire on the road and a hiccup. This is his match. Every single great fighter ends up encountering that one tough opponent that meets him punch for punch And that's, that is willing to go toe-to-toe and tests these great fighters, pushing them to their limits, to the edge, and often besting them. This is where Rafael Espinosa pulled off on Saturday, handing Robesi Ramirez El Tren, who just went to Japan, and defeated Satoshi Shimizu. Stopping him in five. Robesi becoming an international fighter. Garnering international recognition now in fan base. He was supposed to close out the year in magnificent fashion. And he did. 
And he did. Who cares? I mean, I get it. He lost. And he lost his title. But this just raised his stock. As well as Rafael Espinosa, who is now a known fighter. This was the Rocky story. This was the Rocky story. This back and forth, we ended up seeing Robesi land a total of 119 punches in the fight. 119 punches in the fight out of 376 that he threw. Robesi started quick, flashy, efficient, accurate, while Espinosa, traditional Mexican fighter, quick hands, strong delivery, punching through the guard, also very accurate, taller, lengthier fighter. Ramirez, his 119 punches that he landed were broken down, 18 of those were jabs, and 101 were power punches. Espinosa landed a total of 990, sorry, threw a total of 995 punches to Ramirez's 376. He landed 222 of the nearly 1,000 punches that he threw to the 119 out of the 376 that Ramirez threw. And landed. Ramirez lands 18 of his 79 jabs. Espinosa landed 43 of 355 jabs. Robesi threw 101 power punches to keep the taller fighter off of him. 101 landed out of the 297 power punches. Whether they were to the body or the head, Espinosa landed 179 out of his 640 power punches that he threw at Robesi. That's how much pressure Robesi was throughout the night and eventually broke him down. Even though Spinoza didn't stop him, he broke him down enough to drop him down the stretch and secure the win. Compibox alone, he did enough to secure the win, let alone when he drops him, it cemented it for him. Crazy that he threw almost a thousand punches, and that's what you got to do to get that title. Espinosa went down in round five from a nasty, nasty right hook that Ramirez threw at him. And like I just mentioned, Robesi, worn down, down the stretch, goes down in the 12th. Not because of one punch, but because of an accumulation that Espinosa threw at him. And the numbers that I just read to you give you an idea as to the back and forth. Robesi throwing power punches to keep 
this guy off of him. And Ramirez just punches and bunches, trying to break through the guard and come at Ramirez. Espinosa meaning coming at Ramirez. According to CompuBox, just in the last three rounds, the championship rounds, Espinosa landed 103 punches alone. Broken down within those three rounds. 113, 113, 114, 112, 115, 111. Great scores. Great judging. Success for boxing. Congratulations to Cuban boxing, who has always produced high pedigree, high level fighters. And Robesi Ramirez is no exception, no excuse. He holds Cuban boxing to the highest in him and uh, David Morrell at the moment seem to be uh, some of the absolute best representing Cuban boxing, uh, as well as Andy Cruz, who was on the undercard of the Haney Progress fight. He's successful again, stopped his opponent. He's finally joined the, the professional ranks and Andy Cruz is doing his thing. And it looks like he's in route and on a collision course to face and fight his old nemesis, an old nemesis that he's dominated in the Olympics and the amateurs, and Keyshawn Davis. It looks like they're on a collision course to face off against one another in the professional ranks. A fight that many think that would be completely different now that it's professional, under professional rules, rather than the tip-for-tap point scoring that is Olympic and amateur boxing. That's an intriguing fight as well. But Andy Cruz holding Cuban, Cuban boxing at a high level. Robesi and David Morrell continuing to hold that flag and represent for Cuban boxing. Congratulations to Robesi Ramirez for having been such an exceptional champion. And I anticipate that this fight will be run back. And I can't wait. And if you have a chance and you're stateside... Or who knows where they signed this fight. But if it happens to take place stateside, do your best to go watch it and go watch it live. And if you didn't get to see this fight this past Saturday, please go watch it. Do whatever you have to do to watch it. I'm sure the replays are on ESPN Plus and or maybe YouTube or what have you. But I'm sure you'll get a chance to get your hands on it. Watch it. You owe it to yourself as a boxing fan. Just watch it. You're going to love it. You're going to enjoy it. And if you did watch it, shoot me a comment. What's going on with you guys? I don't hear from you guys enough anymore. I know I've been gone. I apologize. I've apologized. I'm on an apologizing tour right now because I've been gone for so long. But I'm back. And we're going to close 2023 with a bang. And here we are, baby. So send me the comments. Especially when I post it on Instagram, that seems to be the main social media platform that I utilize. So when you see me post an episode on there, I'll link, I'll put the link in the bio. The link's always in the bio and I put it out in the description so you could point up and go click the link in the bio on Instagram and then it'll take you to the catalog and you could enjoy the entire catalog. We're shooting for 200 episodes. We should be able to reach the 200 mark before year's end. Fingers crossed. But shoot me a comment. I want to hear from you. What do you think about these fights? What did you think? What was the difference maker? Do you agree with the decision? Do you agree with my breakdown of the fight? 
You guys know I do my best to stay in the middle. And look, we're reading stats. We're reading CompuBox stats. Can those be flawed? Sure. But god dang. 995 punches to 376? The way that the fight played out versus just seeing it on paper was something to witness. It was a hell of a thing to watch. Trying to keep the monster off of you. And the other guy keeps coming forward and forward and forward. The back and forth, the narrative, the drama that ensued during this war. It was supposed to go one way, ends up going another, completely 360. And we have a new champion. A new champion and an undefeated Rafael Espinosa, who is a who's who because you look at his record now and now it doesn't seem like a joke. He's a champion. He's 24-0 with 20 knockouts. 20 of those 24 victories have come by the fast lane. When you see these records, a lot of times you think they're padded up and a lot of times they are. And you're like, wait a minute, this guy is, he got picked because of this, but who has he been fighting? But then you see a performance such as the one that Espinosa put and you ignore, it's easy to just put aside whatever opposition he's had, whether it's been easy or not. Because you can't ignore the talent that he is and the work that he put out in the ring. What he did Saturday night was as impressive of a performance as any great fighter can put on, let alone on your biggest night and your biggest chance, your biggest opportunity in your young career. Of course, you're going to let it all hang out. This is what we want to see. And we saw it and we witnessed it. Seize the moment. Espinosa did. Congratulations to him. Beyond happy for him. And I really, really hope, let's keep our fingers crossed that the rematch happens and it happens sooner than later. Hopefully, next up, immediately, that they negotiate a rematch and we get it in a bigger venue, a bigger arena, so we could have an accessible, so we could potentially attend and be there and witness it in presence, uh, witness it in person. I leave you guys with this. What an amazing weekend. And we continue pushing forward as we wrap up 2023. There's many more big fights left and plenty more coverage that you're going to get from my behalf. I love you all. Have yourselves a good night. Stay safe. I'm Heck Callie, your host, and this is the Tomatodito Boxing Show. Have a good night.